Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under the Influence. I'm your host, Martez. You can find me on Instagram at Martez underscore for show. Man, today is a real good day. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because it's like hot outside or warm outside because the sun out. Because, you know, people get, the, you know, people, they attitudes change when the when the weather changes. So I think I'm feeling real good because of the weather. No, I feel good in general. I'm not even going to say that. Um, But today I got a special guest. Um, took a little bit to get her here, but she's here. Um, she didn't want to come to where I, my official studio in the hood at the crib because uh, she doesn't trust. You know, well, I mean, I wouldn't I just trust. Don't know you. You're right. <laughs> but here we are eating Cheetos, drinking Red Bull, and 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 bang energy drinks. So there's nothing wrong with that. What I want to know is because this is it should have been a formality when we first met, but. So on your Instagram, it says acronym, but it says Amy Nicole. Yes. What the fuck is your name? Amy. Yeah. Okay, Amy. A- is Amy. Your- Amy Nicole Cooper is my <laughs> real name. Because people, I mean, you know, people yeah. like, don't always put their real name on social media because of some reasons, and sometimes people do. Like some people put like whatever their business name or whatever their their mm-hmm. name is, and then like in the bio part where people never really read. It's like, there's my real name sitting right there this whole time. Right. Yeah, so I was like, I saw that, but I was like, maybe that's I basically like- moved my my name up to the other line because I couldn't fit the rest of the stuff in the bio that I was oh. trying to put in there. Because I do too many things, so it's like I'm trying to list the things I do, and as I'm doing it, I'm like... This is getting complicated. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that's her name. I'm just, I'm like, I'll call the acronym if you want me to, but whatever. Nah, I'm not that pretentious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so International Women's Day just passed. Did you do anything like in honor of that day or to celebrate? Or we actually ended up going to see Captain Marvel because okay. we're major nerds in my house. Okay. So that was one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we did. But typically, like the last couple of years that we've done something, I've posted blog posts and shown different pictures of the people that I've had model before and stuff like that. Okay. But um, this year I kind of laid a little low and just kind of watched what was going on around me this time around. Which, I mean, I don't know. I guess I should be more aware of, I mean, calendar holidays or or I guess it's international, but I I didn't even know there was an international woman's day. Like I didn't know, like this is my first time ever really, it was like really, really stressed this year for me, at least it was just popping up everywhere. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's, I think as the political climate has changed a bunch, I think it has gotten more popular Yeah, because it, I feel like 2017 may have been the first one that like I remember. Okay. So it's only been like a couple of years here and there, but I know last year it was a big deal because people, I think there was a March too mm-hmm. last year. So something along those lines where it's kind of expanded as time's gone on. But I think that a lot of like females are coming out and trying to have more of a presence in the media and stuff right, like that, yeah, which is yeah, how that works. And then yeah. certain things like... I know E Entertainment was having people post stuff on their stories mm-hmm. for Instagram on like who is your role model, who yeah. is this, who is that. So it's like it's becoming more in your face than it was before. Okay. So that's probably okay. why you're just noticing yeah, it was, as much. I was like, what the fuck is this? I've mm-hmm. been missing. I ain't been giving. But then it was like that. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, did you um you did you grow up in Michigan or are you are you from Michigan? I did. I grew up in Michigan. I actually, I always get kind of like awkward when it comes down to talking about like where I grew up because a lot of people will frown on it. Uh-oh. I grew up in Farmington, oh. which which everybody thinks is pretentious and stuff. Yeah. I did not grow up rich at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> there were there were a lot of rough days. Let me yeah. tell you, there were some <laughs> days where there wasn't a lot of food. There wasn't you know yeah. paying bills and stuff, but. I, every time that you put yourself forth as a Detroit artist, they're like, well, are you from the suburbs? Right. Yeah. And so I'm kind of touchy on that. But I mean, it is where I came from. And I learned a lot from the situations that I was in and yeah. the school I went to and stuff. But it, it definitely is always the chip on your shoulder. Like, yeah. oh, you grew up in Farmington. Your life must have been so hard. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Well, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like. 
like Northville or Birmingham. Yeah, like, yeah, Rochester. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like when I hear those, I'm like, uh, yeah, you got a little bit of money, buddy. But I don't know. Do they have like a Farmington in the Farmington Hills or just Farmington Hills? Is that just like it's? There's like an itty bitty part that's Farmington and it's encircled in Farmington Hills. Oh. So that's kind of how it's set up. Like if you get an accident down the street from the police station, nine times out of 10, they're calling Farmington Hills, even though you're right by Farmington. So oh, it's okay. kind of dumb that okay. way. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't familiar. I'm, I wasn't familiar. I'm just like, shit, I, I thought it was all like just Farmington Hills, but I mean, shit, farm. But just like if you go to like, let's say Novi, like Novi, what's that other, um, what's right by Novi? Wixom. Wixom. Yeah. Like Wixom is not like, Mm-mm. like, I mean, even Novi, like you got some part, like yeah, little parts of Novi aren't, aren't all that, yeah. like all it's cracked up to yeah. be. If you start going toward, like, if you're going down toward Eight Mile, yeah, then eight it mile. seems to get a little bit uh, more like Hicktown yeah. <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's how I was like, eh. I mean, it's the same way. But um, what was like the craziest thing you believed, like growing up as a child? Definitely aliens. You believe in aliens? Well, aliens and just paranormal stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was always interested in that stuff. So it's like I, I got hooked on, like, Roswell documentaries mm-hmm. as a child. So, like, I would go over to Grandma's house, and Grandma never paid attention to what I was watching. Yeah. So <laughs> I was watching that. I was watching, like, documentaries on the Amneville house and what? Lizzie Borden and crap like that. So, like... It's always the joke because I watched NBC's Hannibal religiously as well. Uh-huh. And so my fiance is always like, I'm afraid that one day you're just going to eat me. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I, I like serial killers, but I'm not that intense, yeah, <laughs> you know. But gonna... like anything paranormal or anything like that has always been of interest to me. Right. And even going up north, we thought we saw flying saucers and stuff too. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I mean I had, I don't know. It was like I guess in my household that was like we weren't we we weren't allowed to like watch anything that was like super um fictional like fictional like sci-fi. We weren't allowed to watch stuff like that like mm-hmm. I didn't even like my first Harry Potter. I mean I didn't watch that like witchcraft sorcery. Like I didn't see Harry yeah. Potter probably till <sighs> How many, how many, what is it, like seven or eight of those? I probably didn't see it till like the maybe the fifth or sixth one was out. So yeah. my first, I still have yet to watch a full um, Harry Potter movie. I've never watched a full Harry Potter movie ever. Wow. Ever. See, and now here's the intenseness. I have the Harry I Potter that, tattoos yeah. on here. Yeah, I've got the the hallows up here. I got the dark mark there. What the fuck? This is this is all nerd related. Uh, my whole tattoo sleeve is nerd related. What? There's a the sparrow is from Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Uh, the cat is from Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. Yeah. Yep. Sailor Moon. The crow. Yeah. Uh, the Brandon Lee movie. Yep. Yep. And then I've got on the top the Joker that's not finished yet. Oh, I see it. But my buddy uh, Trixie Art, he actually just won some uh, awards at Motor City, the convention, uh-huh. doing like a full back piece. So it's, oh, you I'm just, so proud you of that You posted guy. him on your Yeah, Instagram. yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, I was so proud of him. He looks so awesome. Um, he actually lives in Anchorage, Alaska now. So he only comes back every so often. Oh, yeah. So he's got to finish this. Like he's in town now. Okay. So he's like got to finish this within the next week or two. <laughs> oh, shit. So, but yeah, it... it Harry Potter, I, I always ran into people that, like, their parents were super religious and didn't mm-hmm. let them watch anything like that, like mm-hmm. Harry Potter and stuff. But, like, we actually, like, my second grade teacher wrote us the first Harry Potter. So it was like yeah. I was hooked from that point on. But, see, now on the flip side, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. I wasn't allowed to watch South oh, Park. Yeah, see, we, None yeah. of that, like, yeah. was banned in my house. Like, I don't think I saw The Simpsons until I was, like, 13 years old. Yeah. I kind of knew of WWE, and I paid attention to the wrestlers that my friends were talking about, yeah. but I never really got to watch that because it was too violent. Yeah, we for sure we for sure watched WWE, fucking The Simpsons, mm-hmm. South Park, shit. I, I had a know. kid named Kenny in my fourth grade oh, class, yeah. so I knew of it, but yeah, that was yeah. about it. <laughs> oh my god, you kill Kitty. Um yeah, no, we didn't we, we weren't allowed to watch that shit growing up. That 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 sorcery wizardry. We just we couldn't we couldn't watch, which was I mean it was okay. We didn't spend a lot of time watching T V, like I said earlier. I mean we wanted to be outside, we wanted to be jumping fences and mm-hmm. uh uh poking and prodding at the, the loose dog that we know could <laughs> fucking get us and kill us. Like that's what we were like 
you had to just run for your life. Like that's the type of shit we did as children. So I was like, that was yeah. that was normal. I was constantly like either riding a bike or trying to skateboard. Yeah, I see? Say trying because I could just ride it. I couldn't do any tricks. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> but it was like you you were willing to like break Wanted your legs outside. and scrape your knee and just do mm-hmm. outside shit like versus like the children now. What did you like when you were growing up? Like, what did you aspire to be? I initially, when I was in elementary school, thought I was going to be a veterinarian. That, Ooh. and then I, I explained earlier to you off mic that I don't do science and math yeah. well, so that's not a career I could follow. As I got older, I thought maybe I'd end up being a teacher. And then I had a uh, one of my communications technology teachers decided that she wanted me to redesign the newspaper with one other girl so we ended up doing um a trip up to lansing for a journalism conference Mm -hmm. so we were staying at state for a couple days and we learned how to do design and and redesigning a whole newspaper essentially for our school so between that and like the technology aspect i knew photoshop from 13 on up Mm -hmm. so doing all that stuff like i I did screen printing i did darkroom photography Mm -hmm. all that stuff so it was like I kind of got thrust into how I am now mm-hmm. because it was a lot of, okay, well, I need you to write. I need you to do photo. You're the photo editor. I need you to design mm-hmm. this. Right. You're doing this. So in my mindset, by the time I left high school, I had decided that I was going to learn how to do photo, writing, and design. And then when I, wherever I got stuck internship-wise, they could not screw me over. Oh, that I yeah. would have the knowledge to at least do that. Yeah, I did find out, however, I don't make coffee very well, despite how much <laughs> I, I ingest it. So being an intern would be horrible. Yeah. So you gotta yeah. be able to, you gotta be able to make some coffee. Yep. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I now like I just found out like just working out more and stuff like car coffee like just straight black just add nothing to it zero calories and you can you know some people use it as pre workout. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not a heavy coffee drinker but i will uh sometimes indulge in it i guess you would say and i'll I'll even throw like my protein scoop in there because like i'm like oh if i am gonna put some calories in there might as well be good calories versus a bunch of sugar and stuff so yeah i actually like i started gravitating away from like the super like sugary stuff like mochas and everything and just started drinking like the espresso in the water with some heavy cream and that is it and so i can't even drink like super sugary ones anymore because it's just like yeah (laughs) you just get yes your body's like no what the fuck what are you why are you having this much sugar you hate me (laughs) um but yeah i mean that's crazy though like just looking back like at your aspiration when you were a child and it's like you 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 wanting to be a a veterinarian and then like straying away from that like it that's insane yeah it's like a destiny thing for sure because i like i didn't i had no intention of being a writer even though i have that random background because i used to get in trouble for my writing all the time what the fuck did you write about Uh, (laughs) well um when i was in first grade like my dad had died when i was three Mm -hmm. so when i was in first grade by the time that that occurred my mom had a boyfriend that Mm -hmm. she'd grown up with all her life he like lived in hamtramck before and stuff and he had taught me how to play poker. And so they wanted me to write a step-by-step instruction of a game or something. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the instructions to Five Card Stud and they called home because they're like, why does she know how to play poker? She's in first grade. <laughs> so that was number one. The number two was um, in third grade, they wanted you to pretend you were an inanimate object mm-hmm. and write from that viewpoint. Perfect, yeah. So I picked the red stick and the cheese and crackers and I was like, I was dunked over and over again and I couldn't breathe. And then I was thrown into a deep, dark hole. My life is over. And so they ended up calling home again. They're like, we think she's depressed. Well, why do you think that? Well, this is what she wrote. And like, you told her to pretend to be something. She picked the red cheese and crackers. She's not depressed. She's creative. I mean, but at that age, <laughs> that would alarm me. I should I'd call home too uh-huh. because that would be alarming because... I mean, that creativity as a child to have that much, that vividness and to be able to, you know, paint that picture. Your your teacher reading it probably like, oh, shit, I can imagine just uh-huh. keep getting dunked and dun-. like, but yeah. you're, you're in third grade. Like, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I've kind of always had that weird thing. Like, I've like, it wasn't even just the writing. It was mm-hmm. just random stuff I was interested in. Like when I was um, probably like three or four years old, I was really interested in the bones. 
Okay. Like the like the human anatomy and stuff. Yeah. So I knew the bones of the body. So when they tested me in preschool for knowing body parts, mm-hmm. I was giving them bones and they were really confused. Yeah. So they're like pointing at the head and they're like, what's this? And I'm like, cranium. And they're like, huh? <laughs> so got down to the toes though. And I said, tootsie wootsies. I, I, I failed there, but everything what? else was Is bones. that like like... <laughs> Like a, a grandparent or like a parent says, like, cause them your tootsie wootsies? Yeah, I, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no idea where it came from, but, just, you know, this is, I've always been weird. I guess panic. is basically what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> Those are tootsie wootsies, though. Yep. No. <laughs> They're toes. No, I mean, but like I said, I mean, that's that, that creative side. Like you said, I mean, it, just that, that being that destiny or it was just like the, the universe, just it just happened that way. Because it's like growing up like you might have you didn't know that you were an artist or creative but it was like this is what you gravitated towards you always had that creative um that imagination like you always had that and it's from you know being a youth so that's why i ask a lot of people that like you know what did you aspire to be and what was the craziest thing you believe because like sometimes when you when you're asked what did you aspire to be and what was the craziest things you believe it usually ties in. Like yeah. you said, you believed in aliens and shit. So oh, yeah. it's like, so now hearing, you know, your aspirations, like, well, if you believe in aliens, I can imagine that you want to aspire to be something crazy. Yeah. You know, otherworldly something yeah. to make, make an impact somehow. Right. Know? Yeah. So. Right now, just, you know, with life going on and happening, what, um, what are you most excited about in your life? Uh, I, I'm honestly at a, like a really weird crossroads because mm-hmm. I've been doing stuff, for so long in Detroit and it's like I there's a part of me that's like I want to expand and I want to do more outside of Detroit and everything but there's also this part of me that does wants to give back real hard Mm -hmm. like for what I what I can accomplish and the things that I know I do want to give back to back to Farmington or Detroit Detroit no because I basically I feel like most of my creativity has always been spent here yeah like as I got older like I spent every single day that I could down here here from morning to night just trying to hone my craft jumping into abandoned buildings and taking pictures climbing you know water towers and doing dumb stuff with my friends but you know as time went on it's like i fell so much in love with it and i think that's where my crossroads is also tipping because it's so different Mm -hmm. now and it makes me uncomfortable yeah like i i know like in in the sense of like you look at me on the surface like oh yeah well you're white and it's the white people that are changing downtown and you know gentrification and everything yeah I hate it just as much as everybody else right. does. Yeah. I'm like, I miss my outlaw Detroit where I could climb a skyscraper. Yeah. I miss, you know, all of that stuff. It was it was a magical place and now it's covered in Nike and yeah. Under Armour yeah. and they're putting an H&M downtown and I'm like, did you guys all forget about the time H&M put a little black kid in a hoodie that said okay. the coolest monkey in town? Okay. Like, did you guys forget about yeah. this? Because I didn't. Yeah. Like that's messed up. Don't yeah. don't have these people down here. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just a lot of like there's some stuff where it's like hipster uprising where it's okay, and then sometimes where it's not. And yeah. it's it's veering into that, and especially with Dan Gilbert and everything. Like oh, I don't yeah, that's it. I know like he on some level is a savior for the downtown area and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but I can't even go and take a picture now without one of his guards coming up. So it's like, really? it gets pretty bad. Yeah. He's got all those video cameras downtown and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. Yeah, if you have a video or if you have a camera out, you're like enemy number one. You can't take pictures in the Ren either anymore. Yeah, I see. I, someone else was telling me. I was, I was with a, a friend who does photography, and they were telling me that. Or one day they were walking um, right over there by. It's like uh, the Chase Building. It's like uh, Shake Shack. Mm-hmm. All yep. over in that area. Like I guess there was Campus Marshes area. Yeah, yeah. There was like one building they were walking past, and I think it was like they they do like. Um, they do like sculptures of like plants. So it was like inside the building, but they were like trying to take a picture from outside. And like the security guard was like waving them off, trying mm-hmm. to get them to not take pictures. And yeah, we yeah. got stopped in the Ren Sen for we were walking around and I was doing like a little video of my friend. And mm-hmm. then my other buddy was walking around with his camera and he was doing like full on video. Yeah. And the guard walks by him. He's like, what are you doing? And he's like filming. And he's like not even thinking. He just keeps walking yeah. like because this is normal. Yeah. And they ended up stopping all of us. And they're like, you can't do that without permission in here and i'm like since when like 
you come in here for every Yomacon. We come in here for yeah. all this other stuff. And Times like, this is all of a sudden, Yeah, you know, so a lot of it's changing and it's, it's not my favorite thing. I, I do definitely miss a lot of what I used to be able to do. And yeah. I think that's part of where like, I kind of want to run off and do something somewhere else or yeah. just try to expand because I'm losing what I loved so much yeah. about the city. And there's so much that you can shoot and there's so many nooks and crannies that you can shoot where it's like being downtown is so beautiful. And it's like you, if you do have, if you've been shooting for a while, there's a lot of old stuff that you can compare to the new stuff. But at the same time, like the essence of shooting in those, like those abandoned builds and stuff like that feels good or, you know what I'm saying? Capturing the history, but it's like, mm-hmm. you can't even do that. Cause it's like, oh, stop. Hey, get out of here. Right. No, like, well, and that's been the thing too, is that like, there's a, there's a good chunk of people where they feel like the urban exploring stuff or whatever has been overplayed or it's been one of those things where like, Oh, like it's, it's ruined porn. It's this is that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, here's the thing. Like I try to find the beauty in, in shitty things. Right. And that's, that's where I loved it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and it's like, we were running out of places cause they've either closed things off or locked things up or whatever. Yeah. I mean, how they glued a door shut on the the hospital Mm -hmm. that's near this place. Yep. So it's like, you know, you can't really get into a ton of stuff anymore, but I always liked doing that. And that's like, like I've done a lot of portraiture too, because I was trying to find different ways to do different things. And that was pretty cool too. And now I've gravitated to where I've done more video in the past, like six months than mm-hmm. I ever have because okay. of that. And so we ended up, um, cause I work for a record label in Miami mm-hmm. and they're called wake up music. Mm-hmm. And with them, I've done, two music videos that are now like one of them's already been played on VH1, BET, MTV. Oh shit. And then we've got one more that's coming out that just got shopped to the TV stations. So, and those are both for uh, a house DJ named Matt Warren. Okay. So like, that's what I've been doing for the past like six months is just doing video stuff and trying to hone my craft in that because it's a new medium for me. I I actually took a picture today, like outside for the first time in months. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot what this was like. You know, I've been doing so much like other stuff that it's weird to me now. Yeah, that's crazy. It it definitely evolves like writing because I write. I do photography. I design stuff. Mm-hmm. I've managed artists before. I like I've managed a rapper before. Yeah. I was working with another person that was working on their rap mm-hmm. career and everything. And then just even doing stuff with different bands, like yeah. trying to help them expedite their stuff. So it's like I kind of do a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. my Instagram doesn't really showcase that. Like yeah. it shows like the one like like photo yeah. or maybe a little bit of video. Yeah, yeah. But I do so many random things that nobody even knows I'm attached to yeah. and it's it's kind of funny to me. That's that's a lot. You're creative. What yeah. did, I was looking at or even like just staring at your hat. Like what where did you get like the name acronym or does is there an acronym for acronym? <laughs> Am I missing something? No, shit? no, not okay. at all. I I was trying to come up with a name. I couldn't think of anything for okay. the longest time. Like I ran with a coop photo and design for so long and i'm like i hate this it sounds like middle school like i want something Mm -hmm. brandable you know so i was just sitting there trying to think of it for weeks on end and then um (laughs) it's always really funny telling this story because it's eminem's lp2 came out Mm -hmm. and i was listening to it because like anytime that like you get either jack white eminem Mm -hmm. like other than Kid Rock, because I don't do that with Kid Rock, but like any other like Detroit artist that drops something, yeah. I will like listen to it front to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was listening to the song Survival, and he said it was about busting raps and standing for something fucking acronym. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, shit, that was it. Yeah. Oh, it's got an AC in the front of it. That's my initials. That's, Holy shit. So was- I was like wigging out about it. And so I went with Acronym Creative Studio for a while, and then I just dropped the other half of it and just stuck with the acronym. Yeah. And it ended up becoming like an identity thing for me because uh, I worked a little bit at Grasshopper Underground in Ferndale um, in tandem with Mr. Heat Kim. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Dante mm-hmm. or not, but... Um, we he did the Saturday nights and I did the Friday nights. And when I was doing that, people got used to seeing me there. Mm-hmm. And I was at a festival and I walked by somebody and they're like, Oh, I think that was the acronym. And I was like, 
<laughs> that's weird oh my god people know me by that yeah and i've had people approach me like yeah you're acronym i'm like hey i'm amy nice to meet you <laughs> like i i feel like some weirdo trying to be madonna or something like yeah. having the one name thing but at the same time it definitely it it's long lasted anything else that i've done because okay. i had my writing split from that before yeah acronym was just photo and then my writing stuff was under detroit ginger and then okay. i just ended up pulling it all into one spot yeah. because this was the stronger brand. So, yeah. and now of course now I've got it on a hat and I'm yeah. like trying, I'm doing different things clothing wise too. Like I'm trying to create some clothing and uh -huh. see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And so I have one collaboration coming out next week where it's just a long sleeve shirt, but we're trying to do different things and hopefully something sticks, but yeah. people like ate the hats up and I did not expect that. Yeah. Like I had tote bags before and then I cut the tote bags to make the hat. Yeah. And everybody's like, I want one. I'm like, okay, where were you when I made the tote bags? <laughs> okay, fine. So yeah. got everybody that's, rocking them, man. That's crazy. I think one time you had put on your stereo Instagram, like I think you had stickers too. Like you mm -hmm. post stickers around and it's crazy. Cause like I've seen like the last guy I did, he's a, uh, he's a, a Detroit artist. Well, I mean, you know, I don't even know if he's a DJ. He's just like he's a great artist, but mm -hmm. he's um he's younger and he he has like his own. He does stickers and he'll like people like Instagram and like be somewhere left field and he'd be like, oh, I see one of your stickers. I'm like, that's that's like that branding. That's sweet. Like mm -hmm. to have stickers, just random spots. You know, whether you you know, okay, I left my mark. I was there, or even a fan because you know he hands out stickers to people and somebody might be like, oh, let me see if I can put the sticker here. Or let's see how high I can get this sticker. Uh huh. It's like tagging something. Like. Yeah. Well, if you got like the little slaps that are from the like the USPS yeah, 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 and stuff, yeah, yeah. I did that before I had the stickers. Yeah, so yeah. like I definitely have, have evolved, evolved in street style in that yeah. that sense. But um, like we, I had some when I went out to California and one of my friends was walking through Burbank and she saw one and she's like, what the hell? That's, and I'm like, <laughs> thanks, Allie. But like people will send me pictures from the um the indiana turnpike because i'm right on the turnpike oh, there yeah. so like i constantly get pictures from people where they've seen stuff and a lot of them are here right but then i've had some other ones that have been picked up before too oh, so yeah. it's pretty cool though That's when i sick. like because we did a cross-country trip to california so we drove mm -hmm. so i have stickers and random spots yeah. all over that direction yeah but. That's sick. Mm -hmm. um how did you like what what influenced you to like do photography or like how did you even get started like how you even how did you even know like you know what i'm gonna be a crazy ass shooter like i'm gonna know what i'm doing i'm gonna <laughs> grab this and i'm gonna do this shit like right I, what influenced you to do that i started just doing i was obsessed with film cameras as okay. a kid so like i would get the disposables and just take pictures of my friends okay. and so like i had notebooks that i like cut up the different pictures and glued them all on and they were just all my friends or like inside my locker yeah, yeah, different yeah. things like that and i went through so much film yeah. like i think i maybe shot like t at least 12 of those like okay. disposable camera things and like probably a couple months 12 yeah Damn. it was an expensive they hobby like 20 something so <laughs> you know well back then it was cheap it was like eight to ten bucks or something like that for a two-pack so oh, yeah. i mean you know you're talking that's like 2002 oh yeah so okay. after that um when i got into high school I was shooting black and white film mm -hmm. and developing it in my contact class, which mm -hmm. was fun. And then my mom ended up buying me a Kodak Easy Share for my birthday that year when I, I was a freshman. And there was no turning back after that. Like I went through multiple cameras. I had like a Canon Power Shot and mm -hmm. I had the Kodak Easy Share and I had a couple other things. And then we had a teacher that would loan out the Canon Rebel from the school. So a yeah. lot of my stuff got done on that. Yeah. But like, I just liked shooting things. And at the time it was a lot of, um, it, I, I do definitely attribute anything photographic to social media because that mm. was in like the height of my space. Yeah. So you're talking pictures with your friends and making sure you have a profile picture. That yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. Profile picture angles, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Cause I totally went through my scene kid phase. I don't know if I actually ever left it. So, yeah. but it, it was definitely one of those things where I feel like social media always kind of fostered 
the photography connection mm-hmm. all the way down the line. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for so long. And then once I got a little bit older, I was like, okay, I've shot still life's enough. I'm mm-hmm. going to do people now. Yeah. So I went through like the pinup phase where I was shooting everybody in like the retro 50 style. Yeah. And then it just expanded from there. But yeah, my, my dad was always one of the people that like had a camera all the time like he videoed half of my childhood that he was alive for you know like three years that he was alive for he videoed like everything and then i had his minolta which was like a big like an slr but film okay which is as i pointed out in the tattoo if you look closely it says minolta on it that's not the camera that actually is in the drawing so I had my tattoo artist change it to the Minolta as a tribute to that my dad. That looks like one of those like old school like. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I, it's kind of always been a weird part of me because memories. See, so. and, that, and that's that's crazy too. And like I, I've spoken on this a couple episodes, and I probably always will though. But just like as children, as youth, it's like those seeds and that, those things are planted in our our heads. Like and and you you remember certain things and it brings up something and it's like you're being influenced by something like it, it's always something even like you said it was only three years but at the same time something was planted in your head and it's like fuck and do you remember you're like oh here's a camera i remember seeing this as yeah. i was a grown man and that's just fucking insane yeah and everything i had was documented yeah. like so it was i did the same thing with my friends mm-hmm. we just always were taking pictures and being goofballs and yeah we used to have uh, these like because we weren't like party kids. We were like more Christian kids. So yeah, we yeah. were like always hanging out at my friend's house and she would have these parties where it was just pop and pizza and mm. running around the house. And there'd be like 30 of us in the house. Yeah. And it was always fun. But I always was taking pictures during yeah. all this. So we I documented our entire teenagehood yeah. up through being 20 years old, you know, and it, it still has been like a cherished thing for me. Yeah. So I've always been one of those people that has really been appreciative of time. Okay. And I think that's part of like my dad being gone. I mm-hmm. only had so ma- many years to even be around him. Right. So I don't want to forget anything ever. Right. Yeah. And I'm terrified of like having Alzheimer's or something, yeah. you know, where picture. I can't remember things. Right. But I'm stopping fragments of time with people right. when I'm taking a picture. I'm trying yeah. to capture them, their essence, whatever. But it's like I see a lot of people who do photography that, it, and I've spoke on this before in a podcast where I could look at somebody in a photo and know that person and go, that does not look like them. Okay. They, they look uncomfortable or they were so edited or yeah. something. And I'm like, that is not the person I know and love. Yeah. And so like, that's always my biggest thing is I try to capture that person, even if they're doing an homage to something else. Mm-hmm. Cause like one of my most popular sets is I do a Detroit Gotham photo set. Mm-hmm all nerd related once again and it's all um villains okay all of the dc villains that i can come up with that i want to shoot but i still even try to make sure that i capture my friend or that person yeah as that person yeah and it comes out so cool sometimes like that is definitely my like my favorite ones Mm -hmm. is all the detroit gotham stuff and we're trying to expand that into doing it in film too yeah so We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And that was one of my questions, too, just in general. I mean, we can, we, we'll bounce around, but like, your, what is your favorite, what was your favorite shooter? What's your favorite style of shooting? Like, in a sense that, because I know, what is, what is a, was it, is it boudoir? Yeah. Okay. So it's that. I, I see a lot of that. Like, a lot of people that I know that does photography, um, they do that. And then, um, but I, I like, I don't know, I guess for me, I guess I would love to see one because I grew up one of seven i would like to see you know the 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 struggle in a picture like you know a a working mom with seven children you know you know maybe show her carry it and walking with three kids two on her hip like you know just with an apron on or something just like that type of shit like that's the type of like the realness or like shit being in a a twist on being in a house like and a candle is lit because your your lights are off or or just something because it's like we've been there like i've been there like shit you know taking a shower a cold shower because mm-hmm. you know it our, our our the heat was turned off or or using candles because our lights were turned off like i've i've been there like and so i guess for me to appreciate where i've came from i like the realness but like i even like what you just said like just capturing that person being that person mm-hmm. like that type of shit i appreciate because it's like 
you don't want to take out the essence of who that person is or you want to be able to capture their personality within the picture and be like, damn, you can kind of see. I, I know who that is, like you right. said. So I love that aspect of photography. So it's hard because I know with like a lot of people, especially and this is like the downside of the social media aspect mm-hmm. is that everybody wants to give you your highlight reel. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to give you their best version of themselves mm-hmm. or the best person that they can come up with that yeah. is themselves. And it's difficult because there's a lot of non-authenticity. Exactly. And and at this point, you even see people captioning things like like acting like they're hustling. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, one day I'm going to get a Lambo. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not. You can't pay your, your DTE bill. You're talking about Lambos and you live in your mom's house. Stop it. But like that's that's the kind of thing like it's all perception. And that is like how the media has changed Mm -hmm. so many things is the perception of how you're supposed to behave. You know, you come Mm -hmm. in and you kind of look like you're stunting, you know, whatever. And that's like that's not reality to me. So like uh, one of the pitches that I had was extending a set that I already have done previously to documenting Detroit and I didn't get in for it. Yeah. But my big thing i've always kind of had this obsession with like homeless people and trying to help homeless people in situations that they've been in yeah so we used to do this thing called kitchen in the street where we would just go set up on like rosa parks and third and Mm -hmm. just do soup and crackers and different things like that and i made sure that everybody came did not take pictures this is not for your social media. Right. This is because you're coming to help somebody. Right, okay. So we used to do that all the time. And then I did this set shortly after called Socially Homeless. And it was all staged homeless people, which were my friends, just mm-hmm. dressed, you know, in torn up clothes or dirty or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then the signs always said something extremely superficial. Okay. Like one of them, I have a friend, M, that laid on this dirty ass mattress in mm-hmm. the Farwell building mm-hmm. with a sign that said, like for like anything helps. Oh. And so like those type of things, we had one where we did the the Starbucks cups where it was like everybody's wigging out about the Starbucks cups and it yeah. says like, but you won't help your fellow man on the street. Yeah. Stuff like that or... I changed my profile picture for a cause, but did nothing to help said cause. All of those things, like to me, I need to expand that set and I haven't gotten to it yet, but like those were the three big ones that I did for it. And I always felt like that kind of puts things into perspective Mm -hmm. for people. And it also means that I'm not objectifying the homeless people that are out there. Right. Because that's the biggest thing is, is like people will go and they'll shoot pictures of homeless people or whatever. And I'm like, but did you get permission? Yeah. Did they that's really want person, you? Yeah. Like that's a person that is down on their luck still or whatever. Has rights. And that's not why you do it. Yeah. And I, I've done blessings bags for people myself. Like I've just like gone and thrown my own money at it and yeah. made like 15 blessings bags at a time, went outside, tried to find different people in the yeah. spots that I know of and drop them off or whatever. But it's like I'm not posting that on social media. Right, because you're doing it because you want. You're trying like, to do it because you're trying to help somebody. Yeah. You're not you know? doing it for for recognition or you're not doing it. Exactly. Yeah, for your own gains. like. Yeah. And so it's like when you do certain things like that or where there's there's like a drive to help people and mm-hmm. stuff. I like that aspect of it photo wise. But at the same time, I try to make sure that I'm also being courteous to the person because they are down on their right, life. They yeah. are having a hard time. They're, right. they're homeless veterans, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. It's a, Do you get the content or do you, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah so because it's it's knowing if like in in the specific situation where you're talking about like seven kids and different mm-hmm. things in the house and everything like it has to be under the consent of the person that they want that part of their yeah. life shown and most yeah, yeah. of the time people don't yeah. and it's hard but this is reality right, that we yeah. have there are some kids that don't go home and don't have food you yeah. know yeah but i mean like i say that it just knowing that they're not alone like i mean a lot of people are ashamed to say that like you know i can i can say it you know and be like should i i didn't i'm not saying every house that i ever lived in had roaches but i'm not gonna say we've never had roaches or i've never seen a rat no no because if it come inside it's a mouse so <laughs> I, I, I see I, I i've seen a mouse inside my house yeah and so you know it's just the reality of it all but I mean, like I said, without that person consent, nobody wants to, like, show the bad parts of their life. Like, some people run from it and don't want to show it. So, um, I know a lot of people, like, doing photography, they 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 struggle with, like, they have, like, you know how people have, like, writer's block. They have this, like, creativity block. Like, 
So, like, how do you stay influenced or motivated to keep going? Because I know, like you said, just taking yourself away from, like, doing pictures and stepping into videos, it's like you kind of lost, like, oh, shit, this is what this feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how do you even stay motivated to even, like, just do keep going with photography, like, knowing that everybody swears they're creative or everybody does mm-hmm. photography? Like, how do you even stay motivated? Well, to- yeah, everybody and their mother thinks that they're a photographer <laughs> exactly. right now. So, that's a whole nother gripe. <laughs> but... For me, I I mean, I have a passion for showing things. So, like, as far as, like, doing photo versus video, I mean, it's in the same vein, at least, because right. I can't draw. I'm terrible at really? it. Really? I can't draw. I can't do ceramics. Those are the two things I am horrible at. What? So, uh, when it comes down to, like, people saying, like, oh, yeah, you could draw in, in design and illustrator, I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, you'd think. Yeah, it was um, like, <laughs> I would think But, like, so. everything else, I I... I computer related anything technological related i can do so when i start to get bored of one thing i bounce to another thing and that's where some of these other things come from where i'm like hey i'm gonna do some music stuff with somebody for a while hey i'm gonna do this or that so kind of always keeping myself well-rounded has been extremely helpful for me to kind of do different things okay versus I, i have a lot of people that i know that think like they have to stick to one niche and oh, yeah. I've not ever been that person. Okay. So when somebody's like, well, what do you think like as your like top amount of photography, like out of all of your stuff, like what have you shot the most? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Cause yeah. one day I will be doing like photos for, you know, somebody at planet fitness. Cause I do those a lot of the time for their grand openings or next night I'll be at a Rob Zombie concert in the pit shooting mm-hmm. pictures of him. Next week I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to movement and Snoop Dogg's DJing. <laughs> or And then the next day it's like pictures of somebody's kid or somebody wanted to do portraits. Yeah. And hey, let's go into this abandoned building where the floor might fall through. Yeah. So I don't actually have a set niche. I just yeah. kind of run with that. But it's been a struggle this winter. Really? This winter has been really hard for some reason. And it's been get, multiple people have had this issue, not just me. Like trying to book work or trying to get but trying work. to just stay creative. Like okay. it, it being that it was so cold and things like that, like people don't want to do things. Yeah. And so like we did even uh, last uh, May, we did Found in the Underground, which is a show that I put on with one of my other friends. Mm-hmm. And... So we did that and it was a big success and we had money left over and all this other stuff. We tried to do one in winter and man, we barely broke even. It's just like winter is just not not good in Detroit. It's just one of those things where you're like, okay, well, uh, I guess I'm just going to stay inside. You don't have to go outside. Don't go outside. You don't have to drive on the crazy ass roads. Don't drive on the roads. Yeah. And I did like a short stint of lift. And that was fun. It was really? like right in winter. Oh, where it was yeah. like, oh, this is this is interesting. But yeah. it was kind of cool to kind of talk to everybody. Yeah, that uh, part. You know, but uh, just trying to keep my mind engaged is the biggest thing. But I, I know a lot of people have had like seasonal depression issues and things yeah. like that. And that's yeah. like one of the big things I try to make sure. Like even in my work, like you were saying like certain things that are important to you topic wise yeah one of the things for me is like anxiety and depression okay and so it's like i have another one of the tattoos this is the only non-dirt related tattoo is that semicolon and that is um because i'm a suicide survivor like i've contemplated and cut and had to fight off you know suicidal thoughts in my lifetime and so for me talking about that is really important talking mm-hmm. about i still have anxiety i'm i have medication for it mm-hmm. you know i'm sure the caffeine doesn't help it yeah. but at the same time it's important to know like i i will admit i'm not a bragger but i will admit i've done a lot of shit mm-hmm. and i've done a lot of things and i've succeeded at a lot of things mm-hmm. and i try to make sure within that mindset i show people that I have anxiety, I have depression, I okay. have these things. That way, people that have them don't sit there and go, "Well, I can't do that because I have anxiety mm-hmm. or depression." Yeah. No, you can. Yeah. You may have to be a little crazy, yeah. but you can do it. Yeah. And sometimes pouring yourself into whether it be art or music or anything else can definitely help that for sure. So for that, sure. I find that important <laughs> for sure. I mean, but no, you're you're right. Like I mean, but that 
but as a creative like all, like the most creative people in this world are fucking crazy like oh they're god co- yeah they're cuckoo like they're nuts but they their creativity like in order to get their creativity they have to be nuts and it's like you gotta see a lot of shit in your life you gotta go through a lot you gotta try a lot of shit you can't be scared to be who you are and that's why i think you've been able to you know better your craft and and keep progressing because it's like you you, you don't you don't look at your weakness and be like, oh, it's going to keep me down. No, you look at your weakness and be like, fuck it. Well, and I, I lived a, a good portion of my life as you know, early teen, early 20s and mm-hmm. stuff like that where I felt held down by it. Yeah. And once I got out of my mom's house, I was just so much better at mm-hmm. thriving and becoming this person that I am now. If you had seen me like six years ago, I was a completely different individual, very yeah. like felt like weak-minded and stuff but when you have like a toxic presence in your life it's hard to move past those things so now that that's not in my life i don't have to deal with that yeah i mean it's crazy too because you're right like it like sometimes like just just having like whether it be a toxic parent or anybody that's toxic in your life if it's toxic parent like sometimes their failures or something like that they put on you or Mm -hmm. they just try to bring you down because their lack of success and they just put all that shit on you and it's like what the fuck did i i didn't act like you brought me into this world how are you you you're supposed to be the one person in my corner like what the fuck like why am i such the bad person and it's hard sometimes too because it's like it doesn't always manifest right away Mm -hmm. like i had a great childhood despite the fact that my dad died Mm -hmm. like i had a great childhood but once i got older Mm -hmm. once there started being bills and foreclosures and different things like that everything started getting a lot more difficult and a Mm -hmm. lot more dicey and at the in the end of it all it was just one of those things where i'm like i will either have to leave this house in a body bag mm-hmm. or I have to cut this cord. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like that's a hard thing for somebody to have to do. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people where they've had different situations like that where yeah. they, they're like, well, but it's my parent or it's my sister or this or that. And it's like, you have to choose between your life and theirs. Mm-hmm. If they're dragging you that far down to where you're contemplating ending your life because yeah. of it, that's where you got to change the the setup. So. It's it's crazy, but like in the more positive sense of things, mm-hmm. with talking about like being crazy and being creative and things like that, like I know like I could get a bunch of eye rolls, but like Kanye West is like that epitome of like he's psycho. You he's, won't get it from me because I love Kanye. Fucking crazy. I love Kanye. Yeah, I love Kanye too, and he's fucking crazy. And I've just fully accepted like there will be some people that will yell at me for it, and some people you're like, yeah, Kanye, but like. There's so much about Kanye that I can look at and go, okay, that's a particular brand of crazy, and I maybe I'm not that ostentatious, you can but understand it. I can understand it, and it makes sense to me, mm-hmm. and it inspires me. Yep. Like I saw a picture of him the other day at Chance the Rapper's wedding, and he's fucking smiling, and I'm All like, his teeth show up. where has this been? I've missed this Kanye. Every I don't last like sunken tooth. place yeah. Kanye, you know? He, he was smiling fucking hard when you ear put that picture ear. up. I'm like, he is, because, you know, Chance being from Chicago, then him from being in Chicago, and this is like, I think he was legit, like, happy to see this young man getting married, mm-hmm. being around all his talent, and to see that this man is, like, he's seen how happy Chance was, and he was he he was genuinely happy for for right. chance. I I when I saw that picture, I was like, damn, he, right? He literally is smiling like hard. And I, like that uh, chance put in the cash and like these were all the guys that mentored him yeah. over the years. Yeah. And I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. Like that you still have that, you know, because like some mentors they don't always shake up. You know, mm-hmm. even look at Jay Z and Kanye. Like that they're not really getting along right yeah. now. And yeah, that yeah. was a whole big thing, but. To see even those people be able to put the ego down for one mm-hmm. day because we care about you, yeah. Chance. Like, we're going to be here yeah. for you. Like, that was pretty awesome to me. Which is like, I, I pay attention to a lot of hip-hop culture. Yeah. So a lot of that is is part of my mindset. and I, I But I also teeter on that fence of like, I will either be listening to something, like I'll be listening to either Wu-Tang or old Jay-Z, mm. or Tupac, or Kanye, and then the next minute I'm like, I'm listening to Rob Zombie, or <laughs> like, I just go all like, over the board, here. you know? <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but like that, my mindset is very much, I, I like a lot of different things. And you I ever you ever identified as a black woman? No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, you got some good taste in music. 
well, you, you, I think you're just a creative and you're an artist. Yeah. And you, you have a good. Well, and you, I feel like hip hop has, it's got such a creative atmosphere in itself. And because it's like poetry. Yeah. That's exactly that's what, what it, it is. is. I mean, unless you're future. You know, I got the key, keys, 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 keys. That's not. That, yeah, but like looking at especially like old Jay Z or something yeah. like that, like that is that's all poetic. But, Kendrick Lamar, yeah. all poetic. You got to damn near say when you say like when you say like old Jay Z, you got like you got to say stuff like old Jay Z, old Kanye, because even uh, yeah, Ka- old Kanye, because yeah, oh. <laughs> Kanye, uh, man, like when Kanye first came, I mean going back, dude, late registration, eight oh eight and heartbreaks. Like when you start going back, you're just like, bro, he. He's fucking, he's a genius. Like he's, oh, his yeah. music is insane. Well, and his beats. Yeah. Like I, I hate Lil Pump. Okay. I, don't I hate know him. Hey, I don't, I've never listened to his music. He's some random new whatever. Yeah. But he did a song with Kanye and because Kanye produced that beat, I cannot get it out of my head. Oh, is that that one? She's such a fucking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like. But it's catchy. But the, the, the beat is catchy yeah. as hell. And I'm like, oh, God damn it, Kanye. <laughs> it's like him and Pharrell. If it's Pharrell. if it's produced by either one of those guys, nine times out of ten, I'm probably gonna love yeah. it. I have a Pharrell playlist on my what? Spotify account, yeah. just because I love most of his stuff. Because it's like I did not like the Migos whatsoever Mm-mm. at all, but Stir Fry was produced by Pharrell. Uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's a Pharrell beat. Oh, that's a Pharrell beat." Yeah. I oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's a certain sound that comes with, it, and it's a consistency. Like you like like uh, I've. Um, I think Drake rapped. Well, I mean, I'm sure he did, but Drake rapped on one of uh, Kanye's beats. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what was the song? Say What's Real. He rapped on Say What's Real. And it was just like, when you hear that beat and like this, like that was Kanye's, like, you better kill this beat, motherfucker. Like, do you oh, know yeah. who beat this? Like, you know where this beat came from? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's sometimes like even Lil Wayne, like Lil Wayne will rap on somebody else's beat. And I'm like, okay, Lil Wayne outdid them on their own beat. Uh-huh. But it's like you, you when when you get something produced by a certain person, like you got this is. They go, yeah, you better step it. But it make it, it having a great producer makes their music sound that much better. Like oh, you said, yeah. you wouldn't listen to Lil Pump or you wouldn't listen to the Migos. But uh-huh. it's like when they produce it, you like that sound. They engineered it perfect. And you like them. Right. Do I like them as an artist? I kind of. Well, and that's even now it's like, um, I think it's, I, I always get each Migo confused, but I think it's Offset. It was like Offset and Pharrell did ape shit with mm-hmm. Jay-Z and Beyonce yeah. and the Carters. And you could tell immediately like that was like a hybrid between Offset and Pharrell. And yeah. I was like, this is interesting because you can even still hear him in the background doing the ad lib. Yeah. But like, I thought it was so cool. Just even that many people working on this track yeah. together. I'm like, how does this work? Do you guys pay each other? Or is this like collab? Well, only, see, or I, I, I wonder that too. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know how people charge for a feature. And I'm like, okay, at this point, well, that's what who, DJ Khaled does. Who though. was charging who? Ooh, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I'd be honored to have Pharrell do something for me or have Beyonce like, or I'm working uh-huh. with the, like I might not, you know, I want to get paid off the record, but I don't want to charge nobody for a feature to right. be on here. Like that's well, that's that's why DJ Khaled is famous because he basically has paid the same people, the same specific people, to be on his tracks, and this is how he's made his bread and butter. Yeah, he it's can't. like. He's the only one that's gotten Justin Bieber to do any music in the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's literally Bieber. the only time that Bieber's on a track now is his DJ Khaled production. Yeah. But like he pays all these different people to do these features. Which I mean, DJ so, Khaled, he I mean he I mean even shout to him because this he I mean I'm just like who the fuck is DJ Khaled? But I mean obviously looking back when he was doing like I'm so hood and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it was like he kind of made a way for himself. Like he kind of inserted himself into the hip hop game. Like I'm gonna be. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be a part of this. I'm be, I'm gonna be on this and Snapchat then, too, yeah. man. He yeah. is like the king of Snapchat I, 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 now. I, I, well, I know, like uh, even being on Instagram, anything with like I like watching his stories and I like watching him. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying he's he's kind of entertaining. It's not it's not all just bullshit. I like major watching key him. alert. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who who on 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 their their social media presence I love too just is all kind of off Will Smith like his social oh media, ever since he got an Instagram like I'm yes. just like I just can watch his fucking life like I'm well, not sometimes he like does like inspirational videos yeah. sometimes it's just funny stuff just fun, sometimes yeah. he's 
trolling his son. Yeah, you yeah. You saw the icon, the icon video. Yeah, yeah. When he, he made remade, yeah, 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 when yeah. he made it. Yeah, he ended up posting something the other day, and I'm not even gonna lie. Like this is the only reason I did this, but he posted that clip that was circulating of the guy, the old white guy dancing, dancing that big, yeah, yeah, yeah dancing yeah, yeah. to Post Malone's yeah, Wow. Yeah. And literally, right at right after that, I was like. Okay, if this guy can do it, mm-hmm. I can try to dance. Yeah. Like whatever. But and so I, like I I actually put in money for a drop in next week at a dance what? studio. Just because I wanted to try and do it. Yeah, like I mean, this guy try. hella inspired me, yeah. you know? But like Will Smith posted it and yeah. he was like, Damn, dude, like he was killing that he guy. He was, was killing it. That guy was killing it. <laughs> I um yeah, when you put like damn, I think I half this shit I'd be watching, I'd probably see it from your fucking page. Oh, probably. <laughs> Because I think you'll like share it on your story, and I just click the post and then I go to it. Yep. So, yeah. So I, I seen that, and I was like, "This big ass white dude just up here fucking." Oh my god! It. But he I mean, tore it up. A lot of people, um, he got the recognition from a lot of people. A lot of people started reposting after that. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about it. They seen Will Smith post it, so now it's like, oh. Well, yeah, and it was like complex consequence of sound. Yeah. You know, all those pages picked it up yeah. too, so it's I like mean, it went everywhere. Yeah. So social media has a huge influence on. Oh yeah, like if you can go viral, you can become famous. And overnight, that's the whole big deal. Overnight, that's like everybody's. Well, not everybody's, but it's like ninety nine percent of people's main goals is like mm-hmm. if they're in some sort of social media game or they want to be famous, they're like you got to kill it on social media mm-hmm. or else you're not going to make it. But it's like some people try too hard. Like you, oh, don't yeah. have, it's like if you got it, you got. You don't have to try too hard. Some people get, become you know go viral you know accidentally and it's just like it happened yeah you know? i'm sure somebody like i seen one video it was like a the girl was taking like a birthday shot but it was like on fire and like they was pouring it down and she like her mouth like caught on fire I'm like, who the fuck wants to do Oof. that like nobody she had like fake yeah. hair and shit so nobody she's just not gonna risk her hair catching on fire and you uh, can tell like uh. she was smacking herself trying to get it off like nobody's gonna fake that shit but see it, i like that one chick i forget her name if her name is amber or something but she's the one with the super long nails big black girl mm. she's always like it's all sunny. Uh, and the inspirational is, videos like is. get out, yeah, get yeah, yeah. motivated, get yeah, inspired. Yeah. You are the motherfucking shit. <laughs> like I love her so much. Yeah. Like I follow her on Instagram. I just don't remember her first name, but like stuff like that. Like she's like viral now. Yeah. Like people know who she is and, and that, people I mean, are writing articles about her and stuff. And she was just doing little videos with her long ass mm-hmm. nails, like that's crazy how shit that's works. the that's the consumption though right like, yeah it, that that is literally how it works and it's kind of scary because like i look at that and then i look at like music industry and different mm-hmm. things like that and tie it all in because i try to keep myself as knowledgeable about all this right. stuff but it's like if you get the money behind you you can become famous if you got the money behind you you can do this or that but like talent isn't always what it should be anymore yeah. because of social media, right. because of the accessibility and everything. Yeah. So it becomes kind of difficult if you do have talent. Cause it's like even people are like, Oh, like, well you've got all these followers. I'm like, yeah, but followers don't give you money. Mm-mm. That's not paying my bills. Yeah. You know, but, but you are, but you do photography yourself full time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do I, all this stuff full time now. I I quit my job at the radio station in October 2018. Oh, you j- that just happened. Yeah, and that was a risk. <laughs> that was a major risk. So you you've so been sustainable unhappy. with doing photography. Yeah, photography and video. What? Like the music videos were tidying me over, like because I had a couple because we had just dropped the album mm-hmm. format. Um, and so once his record music is my life came out, I've been able to do music videos yeah. for the the next couple songs that had come out. So that kind of kept me sustained through like the tough part of winter. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to the point where it's like, I can do other things, but yeah. like I do web design, I do all of that stuff. Yeah. So it's like during the winter time, I'm just buckling down on writing yeah. web design, all this stuff. And then occasionally I'm like, God, I need to get out and shoot something. Yeah. So like when they did that roller skating rink downtown, yeah. I took somebody out there and we just did that on a whim. Didn't they change it to the beach thing? Yeah, or? now it's yeah. the the ball pit. I'm actually going to that tomorrow. Really? I thought about <laughs> that. I seen that. I was like, this looks familiar. I seen pictures. Yeah, it's in the like, same spot. Yeah, I was like, this looks familiar. But. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep doing installations there, yeah. which I'm totally fine with. But well, that's sweet. So like, you've been doing photography for a while, and you you you've been a creative, and you've been doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like what? advice would you give to somebody that's like trying to do photography or that's trying to be an entrepreneur and just get out there and just do what you do 
what advice would you give them? I would honestly, like, there's a couple tiers here. The The first one would be just staying well-rounded mm-hmm. until you find what you like to do. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things I see with people is, like, they want to do something, but they don't know what it is. Or they have an idea, but they don't know how to execute it. Mm-hmm. Or they think they need A, B, or C to do the thing. Right. Just do the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for the perfect moment, you know? Because if you keep waiting, you're never going to do it, yeah. you know? You could have, like... This is like people with podcasting. Yeah. Pull out two mics and go for it. Doesn't have to be studio equipment until yeah. you're ready. Yeah. Or, you know, people will say something like, oh, well, I'm going to start my business, but should I get an LLC? And I'm like, not until you're making money. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to have to pay taxes every month on something when you're not making enough money. Yeah, I'm learning. Things like that where, like, you got to look at the ducks in a row, but at the same time, like, just get out and start creating. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to be a writer start a blog. I don't care if it's a Tumblr blog. I don't care what. Just sit there and write and write and write until you are sick of writing. But I did that. I got a job writing for three and a half years at a radio station. I didn't have a degree for that, but I could show them I could do it. Right. So that's why they chose me over people who had had degrees. degrees, And it's, you know, same thing with photography. It's like, you don't need that perfect camera. You don't need the $3,000 camera to succeed at what you're doing. At that point, you're just going to rely on how good your camera is and not your eye. Right. Get whatever camera you can and start with that. Mm -hmm. Work on your craft, work on your framing, work on what kind of style you like Mm -hmm. until you can move up and get your lenses. Work on that stuff for a while. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to break the bank or invest or take loans out on all this equipment when you don't know if that's the path you want. Right. Because nine times out of 10, somebody will pick up something like that. They'll get it. They'll do it for maybe a year or two and then put it back down. Mm-hmm. But even with me, I sold my camera at one point in the midst of all of this random stuff that I have built. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of years ago. And like I lasted maybe four months. And I had to go buy another camera. That's because that's what you really wanted. That's all you yeah. know. You... But I needed to do that to know. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to cut yourself off from that thing to see if that's the thing you want to do. Yeah. But, and and the biggest thing too, and this is kind of like, <sighs> I, I say this even though that this is a struggle that I've always had too, is just don't pay attention to what other people are doing. Yeah. I, I have had so many issues in my life paying attention to what other people were doing with the art and constantly focusing on, well, that person did this, so mm-hmm. I have to do this. Or this person is doing this right now, and I don't like that person. You yeah. know? And I, I went through so much bitterness like that to where it has hindered where I am today. Yeah. I could probably be further along if I would have just shut all that out and just done my thing. Yeah. And so now I'm learning more so as time goes on. Like I even started unfollowing people that I know just because I'm like, I can't watch all of this. Shut the fuck up. Sometimes you have to clear your mind and it sucks because it's like, yeah, these aren't people I'm hanging out with, but Mm -hmm. these are my peers in the community. Right. And I can't even see some of their stuff because they're shooting the same model over and over again or doing this or that. And I'm just like, I just need this clutter out of my feed. And I I want to be inspired. I want to look at things that are going to inspire me, not enrage me. (laughs) Right, yeah. So I honestly, like, and it's a struggle, like I said, for me every day, but at the same time, it's don't pay attention to what other people are doing. Just do your art. Do what you want to do. Forget everybody else because those people aren't putting money in your pocket. Those people aren't paying your bills. Those people aren't glad-handing you. They're just creeping on your profile. Let me tell you, some of the pictures, when I look back in my insights on Instagram, 13,000 people will see it, and I'll have maybe 1,000 likes on it. I'm getting creeped hardcore, and yeah. no one's liking the picture or anything. Yeah. Those people, it don't matter. Yeah. Like, this is the, I, for me, I'm like, so 13,000, like, first of all, I mean, what didn't you like about this? Like, like the, For me, I can see a picture, and, and sometimes I don't always read the, like what people say. Sometimes it gets mm-hmm. a little lengthy. On it. But if it's a good picture, if I like it, I would double, it takes a double fucking tap. Uh-huh. Like this person took time, especially if they're a photographer, this person took time to fucking create mm-hmm. this photo for I'll click. I mean, it's not going to fucking hurt me. I'm not trying right. to keep my like ratio down or watch what I like. Or if I like somebody's picture, they're going to be like, oh, my God, yeah, I got like. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the weird part. It's But that is... That is on the unfortunate side effect of the 
the Detroit versus everybody mentality Mm -hmm. where it's like everybody wants to be the person Mm -hmm. or achieve that thing. And so they'll look at your stuff. They're not going to like it necessarily because they want to be better than you. Yep. And that's always been the frustration where that that line of me tilting back and forth between wanting to do more outside of right. the state and wanting to do stuff here. It's like I want to have a co-working space. We want to buy that the Woods Cathedral Church. Yeah. There's so many facets that go into that. Yeah. But what's to say I open the doors and nobody comes because it's me? Nobody yeah. comes because it's Brandon or Ken, yeah. you know, like my three buddies that were going to do this with me. like. Mm-hmm we're the ones that are thriving in our industries because we've got a screenplay writer and Mm -hmm. he works on feature films and stuff. And the other guy is a major muralist and painter and teacher. Mm -hmm. People don't necessarily like us because we're succeeding. So I could open the doors and no one could show up or they'll show up because they want to know what the hell we're doing. And then they don't show up. So it's like double-edged sort of like, do we want a community, mm-hmm. but will there be a community that's there for us? That actually there to support what you're doing and your yeah. creativity. It sounds kind of bitter, but at the same time, I mean, it's, it's the realistic. Process, it's realistic. You, know? you got to yeah. be realistic. Like, I mean, you got to think about all options and, and which way that it can go. So, I mean, you definitely have the right mindset. Yeah. Always trying to look out from all sides. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, man. We got pretty heavy. We went everywhere. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, I loved it, man. That's great. I, 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 I enjoy. I could shit. I, I could turn this into a fucking. You know, especially I could take this. Did this episode in particular different fucking avenues? But <laughs> yeah. I got like I got like I said, I'm more focused on content and like for for you to put your life and your struggles and everything. You know, um, from talking about how you grew up and and losing your father, like everybody doesn't do that and that's you know you you hear that and you're like damn she battled with depression and suicide she did and it's like what the fuck so like hopefully like somebody here doesn't be like damn like she did it i can do it like you said like yeah. shit and she's so real like she gave us her life she, you didn't have to tell none of that shit but these are things that shaped and molded you and turned you into who right. you are today so at I the de- end of the day i just want people to you know believe in themselves and succeed yeah, yeah. and if, if that helps by me kind of exposing my trauma sometimes yeah. it yeah. it's worth it you know yeah. i've had people message me and say like hey thank you for sharing that yeah. I, I feel this way or this Hell way yeah. so so i definitely appreciate um i'm gonna say amy i ain't gonna call you acronym because that's like for your business i mean, <laughs> I mean now you know me yeah now, now <laughs> i know so i mean i definitely want to thank amy for coming out and then um Probably took a little bit to to get it together, but then I don't, I don't know what made her eventually say, you know what, I'm gonna meet this creepy kid at this spot because I thought I thought it was gonna be prolonged forever. And then no. when I wrote you, I was like, oh, she actually wrote back and I didn't write. I was like, okay, she might not be that bad of a person because no. like, she's a shitty person. She she thinks I'm some type of killer. And I was like, this is life. It's normal. No, like, I literally have done that with multiple people yeah, that have wanted sense. to do that. Like, hey, literally, you want to come over and do this? I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't really know you. Yeah, how many black guys with dreads though? Uh, none. Hey, exactly. None. Yeah. Exactly. Well, now. <laughs> no, the other guy was was my buddy Zeke, oh. and I like never met him before, never had any conversations oh, okay. with him before, and I was like, "Well, we can meet up at this coffee place." Yeah. But. So, I mean, I definitely <laughs> just want to thank you for coming out and definitely sharing your story, um, and your passion and how you got into photography and and your struggles and how you got to where you are today. Like, I definitely appreciate you coming out. It means a lot because, um. Not everybody's willing to open up and, like I said, show the good with the bad. So I definitely appreciate hearing your story. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> once again, man, my name is Martez. Find me on Instagram, Martez underscore for show. Um, F-A-S-H-O. Man, supporting somebody don't always have to be giving some money or, you know, looking for a handout, man. A simple share, a like, you know, as Amy said, like you, you see something, you like it, you know, that, that, that supports us and, you know, gives us, you know, a, a means to keep going. It doesn't always have to be monetary. You can always, you know, just cause you might not be able to relate to somebody's stories, sharing it, somebody else here, it could be for somebody else. It does not necessarily have to be for you. Um, if you can't relate, but, you know, definitely sharing and liking is something that, that, supports creatives and, and people who are trying to live a creative lifestyle it, it helps them you know with their craft so um if you're listening man like it 
you know, go to uh, Amy's page. Uh, Amy, you're on social media. What's your Instagram? My Instagram and my Facebook are both under acronym official. Um, my Twitter is on acronym speaks because somebody else has acronym official. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, shoot over to Amy's page, man. Follow her. Um, you know, acronymofficial.com. <laughs> acronymofficial.com. Get your acronym hat. I'm kind of pissed. Oh, we got to take this picture and I'm not going to have an acronym hat. <laughs> But, um, no, man, go over there, follow her, you know, support, like, share. And like I said, as creative, that's all we look for. Sometimes we don't necessarily always um, care about the money aspect. You know, just appreciate what people are doing and appreciate the hustle that people are doing. So, man, thanks for listening to Knowledge Under Influence and uh, stay tuned.